Yeah, I'm gonna be really short today. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Ah, uh, yeah. I I just I feel this rally cry at the moment, just to rise up and seek Jesus. I just I feel it in my own life. I feel it. I've shared. I feel it in my own home. I feel it here. You know. I feel like. Um, if there are people who want more, you know, let's find the company of those who want more and go after it. Let's let's stop like let's let's stop like making it convenient or asking for it to be easy or giving it an hour a week. Let's go what, where, how, and if if you're hungry for that, like you got people here. That's that's what I'm saying. It, it, let's let's just. Let's just start with Leela and I. I can't speak for anybody else, but there are two hungry souls who want to go after Jesus with some friends and see where that could lead. And we have been, and we are, you know, and, and I'm so, you know, uh, it doesn't take much, does it? You know, it doesn't take much for this fire to grow, you know? It's like, you know, I was, I was, uh, I can't remember who I was talking to. Who was I talking to? Oh. Oh, as, as, as. I was talking to as. I had lunch with Aaron Rebecca this week. They're out camping this weekend. I was having lunch with him and I was talking about, you know, uh, the impact of Glenn sending through a worship song on text to me, you know, and I was like, you know, when Glenn sends me a worship song, which he's, I think he's hit me maybe like four or five times in the last two months. And it's like, you know what? Number one, you know, this man's worshiping somewhere other than here. You know this man's worshiping somewhere other than here when he's sending me a worship song and going, check this out, it's undoing me. And now I'm listening to this worship song and, and I'm not just getting ministered to by the words of this song, I'm imagining Glenn getting undone by this song and my heart's going, what about this is undoing Glenn? And it's like the pursuit of my brother is ministering to my heart in my car through Spotify because he texted it through to me and said, this is bringing me undone. Like, this, it doesn't always have to look like a small group. It doesn't got to look like four hours. Like, let's find ways to rise up to this rally call that goes just with all that we have and all that we are. Let's pursue Jesus and see what that could lead to. And uh, I, I'm already... I says, that's not, we haven't even started, so I need to land this. I need to land this. I, I want to, I for the next little while, as a family, focus on this idea of spiritual wellness. That sounds, it sounds a bit um, crusty, but, it, but, it, but it, I'm pretty sure it won't be. You know, like, it's not, this, that's, you know, like, you know, we, we, we can find mental health focus and emotional health focus and relational health focus a lot of places, and we do focus on those things, and I think we need to because it's important. But what are we if there's not a spiritual wellness to what we find ourselves in? That is, that is our unique wheelhouse. That's what belongs to the church, right? Because we are those who carry the Spirit of God. We're those, we are those who have the ministry of the love of God in our spirit. And if we should be anything, we should be spiritually well. So like, if you think about the idea of spiritual wellness, like what in your life is contributing to spiritual wellness? Like practically, you know, like, like what? Like what, what, what contributes to it? Oh, help me. What, what, 
Hit me. Worship. Yeah. Just chucking on worship songs, singing them out loud. You know, something changes when you move from spectator to participant, right? You know, like we can listen to worship songs a long time, but I'll tell you what, something changes for me in my car when I start singing that song out loud. And I let it come from my heart to Jesus and I go, I'm not listening to a song I enjoy. You can do that to Beyonce, you know? Like, and some, maybe Beyonce's a worshiper too. I know, you judge that. There's, you know, it doesn't gotta be a Jesus song to have worship in it. It doesn't, you know, you can move, move by just about anything. But yeah, worship, I'm with you. What else? What contributes to our spiritual wellness? Hit me. What in your life? You journal, yeah, amazing, amazing. My journal's gotten a bit tough lately. I feel like God wants more from me. Not that journaling's bad, it's really good. You know I'm a journaler. I'm up every day and I'm hitting my journal and it's like, oh, you're making this hard because you're calling me, you want more. You, you, oh. But yes, journals, that's not a journal criticism. I'm with you, I'm with you 100%. Is this sharing it? Yeah, what else? Vulnerability. Yeah. 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 Like like when 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 someone shares like the real thing with you. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe even you'd call that like intimacy. Maybe it's like edging towards it. Like someone allowing their heart to be joined to mine and Jesus being there. Yeah, that's a special thing. Yep. Silence. Yep. Calm down, connect in. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Just a calm down, a quiet. Sorry, I'm forgetting. It's mic going. Whoops. Sorry crew fam yeah a, a quiet place where i can sink in deep with my own heart yeah and yeah, what else a couple more prayer like actually like speaking out things to god yeah yeah like pressing in kind of prayer yeah prayer the word like reading the bible like it's actually alive isn't it like it actually has a ministry on it yeah i'm I, that's the truth that's the truth, Grace. Yeah. Other people's stories, testimony. Yeah. Yeah. Podcasts. Anybody on a good podcast? Anybody got a good podcast rolling? Yeah. Podcast. Podman Year podcast. Yeah. You you know and and you know you know the good thing about this is, you know, yeah. Anyway, podcasts. I won't. We just on track. Yeah, there's a million things, you know. If if we become those who hunger and thirst after Jesus, after His Spirit, after a a, a power at work in us, with us, uh, a place in me that is connected and alive and and full of life, you know. In Romans chapter eight, verse six. This morning, sorry, spiritual wellness. This morning, I'm going to talk about um, a spiritual principle that contributes to spiritual wellness called sowing and reaping. A spiritual principle called sowing and reaping. 
in Romans chapter 8, verse 6, it says, Now the mind of the flesh, this hit me, I've spoke on this like two months ago. Ben already gave me a hard time. He's like, oh, yeah, speaking from Romans again. No, I'm not speaking from Romans. <laughs> Jerk. Whatever. Anyway, I think he's ready for an Old Testament series coming in. But anyways, never mind. You have, you know, you got to have... I think Paul had a thorn in the flesh. I just call it Ben. <laughs> no, he's a blessing. He's a blessing. All right, Romans chapter 8, verse 6. Now the mind of the flesh is death, both now and forever, because it pursues sin. But the mind of the spirit is life and peace. The spiritual well-being that comes from walking with God, both now and forever. This hit me on a morning about three months ago where I felt the death. I felt the death bit. Like, that's the bit that I related to. I was like, the mind of the flesh is death, both now and forever. I was like, I feel dead. I feel like, oh, I'm up against it. I feel, I was like, but there's a promise in this. But the mind of the spirit is life and peace. The spiritual well-being that comes from walking with God. And I felt God say, I will minister life and peace. Live, son. Live. Live. I want to live. That's what I want. Leela said this like a year ago. She said, this is what I want. I want to live. And she's added to it recently. She goes, I want to live and I want to love. That's what I want from my life. That is my dream, that I would live and that I would love, that the life of Christ would come alive among us and that in this days, on this earth, we would live. Let it be so here. And he says, the mind who's fixed on the spirit is life and peace. You will have life and peace when you fix your mind on his spirit. That is the wellness that comes from walking with God both now and forever. Spiritual principle that contributes to this reality. Let's, let's set that up as the bar for spiritual wellness, that I am alive and at peace. This life has been fixed upon his spirit and I am alive in Christ. Something that will contribute to that is us to come to an awareness that we reap what we sow. All right. Galatians, it's not Romans, Ben, so good on you. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 to 10. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. He will not allow himself to be ridiculed nor treated with contempt, nor allow his precepts to be scornfully set aside. For whatever a man sows, this and this only is what he will reap. For the one who sows to his flesh, his sinful capacity, his worldness, his disgraceful impulses will reap from the flesh, ruin and destruction. But the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. Let us not grow weary or become discouraged in doing good for at the proper time we will reap if we do not give in. So then while we as individual believers have the opportunity, let us do good to all people not only being helpful, but also doing what which promotes their spiritual well-being and especially be a blessing to those of the household of faith, the born-again believers. I'm going to read it in the message. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 to 10. Don't be, less, don't be misled. No one makes a fool of God. What a person plants, he will harvest. The person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others and ignoring God, harvests a crop of weeds. All he will have to show for his life is weeds, but the one who plants in response to God, letting God's spirit do the growth work in him, harvests a crop of real life, eternal life. So let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued in doing good. At the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. 
Right now, therefore, every time we get the chance, let us work for the benefit of all, starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith. Whatever a man sows, this and only this is what he will reap. It's encouraging. You know, like I think when we think of this idea of sowing and reaping, you know, two pictures come to mind. First of all, I'm not a farmer. I go to the grocery store. Uh, And this whole like patient production thing is not really ingrained in me. I'm like, I want some corn. I'm going to go to the grocery store. I'm going to take some corn home with me today. I didn't have to plant nothing. I didn't have to weed nothing. I didn't have to tend anything. I didn't have to have forethought. I didn't have to have consideration. I didn't have to have intentionality. I just had to go to the grocery store, pop it off the shelf, put it in my bag, take it home, cook it, eat it 10 minutes later. This is our generation's notion of sowing and reaping. If I can't have it now, I'm not sure it's worth going after. But in the things of the spirit, we've got to change our mentality and become like the farmer who said, there's something I'm going to go after in my life. I want provision. I want protection. I want security. I want nourishment. I want a future. And I'm going to plant something today that I don't have to, in this moment, receive something from to recognize it's going to produce good fruit. It's going to be good. I'm going to take the story of like me setting aside an hour in the morning. Okay, if I come and I measure the harvest of that from what I get from that hour in that day, in that moment, and what it produces for me for that day, I might just give up. But what about a man who spends six months spending every first hour of the day with Jesus? Would a harvest come? And can I take that mentality and not have to have that one hour produce the harvest, but let the six months or the two years or the four years or the 10 years, what would happen in the life of a man who after 10 years spent one hour with God every morning at the beginning of his day? What would come from his life? What harvest would come? Can we be patient people that, that recognize we're going to reap what we sow and it's time to start sowing into the spirit, whether we come home with the cob of corn or not. Like this is not an instant gratification principle that says sow into the spirit so that you can reap today a good day. That's, that's not the principle. Sow today so that what grows in your life will be the harvest of righteousness that the spirit of God will bring you to life. But start sowing today into the spirit. Sow today into his spirit that a harvest of righteous living would come about for you and let it be consistent and tend it. You know, he says, sow selfishness, get weeds. I hate weeds. I hate weeds. Like how annoying. I mean, I praise Jesus that we sold 18 the point because it had a lot of lawn and a lot of winter grass. You know, like, you know, you get your beautiful lawn coming up and then you get these crab grass. I hate crab grass. It just destroys your lawn. It looks horrible and you cannot protect against it. This is like, it's everywhere and you got to go and you got to pull every one of those stupid things and it doesn't belong and you got all these garden beds and they're meant to look beautiful and the weeds, they just come. They come. Weeds. Mm. We hate the weeds. And they take a lot of work to get rid of. But you know what? I think spiritually, we are those who are planting or permitting the plant of weeds. Like, you know, this guy came to the block next door to ours with a whippersnipper and it had been left for like two years, this block. So it's all the really long seedy weeds and grass. And he just starts, there's this cloud of like blowing across my property. And I'm just like, 
No! Not because it was so devastating on that day, but because I knew there were 100,000 weeds that I was going to have to pull six months from now because this joker spraying the weed seed all over my yard. Nah. 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 So annoying. Right? Because it's destroying everything. But you know what? We're kind of like that. Hey, man, go on. Just, yeah, don't, don't worry about it. You know, like in our own lives, like what are we allowing being sowed into our spiritual life? You know, are we those who have said, uh-uh, no weeds here. Nah, I'm going to sow into the spirit. No, not selfishness. No, not gratification. No, not bitterness. No, not unforgiveness. Nah, not judgment. No, not lies. No, not anger. No, these are not the things I'm going to intentionally allow to be sown into the spirit of this man. No, no, I don't want that. I hate weeds. I'm going to sow into the spirit. I'm going to sow into love. I'm going to sow into connection. I'm going to sow into gratitude. I'm going to sow into time with God. I'm going to let a passion rise, and it doesn't have to occur today. I am going to reap what I sow. This is the truth. We will reap what we sow. What a man sows, and only what he sows will he reap. If we want God, sow into the spirit. That's our call, and we will reap. We will get a harvest from it. Now, it might not come today. It might not come tomorrow. It might not even come this year. But rest assured, the things of the Spirit will bear a harvest in your life, in your story, and it will come. But if we don't sow, it will never come. Right? That's the principle. You know, I think sometimes we're waiting on God. I think sometimes we're waiting on God, and he's like, would you plant? Are you got, I'm giving you the seed. You got bags of seed stored up in your garage, and we're just waiting for it to grow into something. It was like, go get a handful of that every day and plant it into the spirit. Go get a handful and plant it into the spirit and plant it into the spirit. You know, what does that look like? Well, we've just shared a bunch of those things. You know, what's the seed we have? Well, maybe it's my time. Maybe it's the love I can give. Maybe it's a thought that I can partner with. Maybe it's a podcast I can listen to. Maybe it's a verse that I can read. Maybe it's something I can fix my mind onto. I'm going to take that verse, life and peace. Mind fixed on the spirit is life and peace. I took that verse and I sowed it into my spirit. I'm telling you, life is coming three months later. You know what? We left New Zealand and we went, oh man, it'd be really risky to say nothing has changed here. That's what we said. In the last week we were there, Lila and I were like, oh, it'd be really tempting because we were sick that week. We were tired that week. We were run down that week. And we're like, no, 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 no. We know, we know something's growing. No, no, we know something's growing here. And you know what? We've gotten back. And like in a time where, you know, like you get back from holidays and like in the first couple of weeks, it's like holiday, what? You know, like, nah, nah, it's growing. We're going up. Life is coming. Life is coming. It's like, yeah, no, things have changed. Oh, man, our lives are open to people more than they were before we left. We've, we've shook off the isolation of COVID. You know, I don't know if you're wrestling that, but COVID got us isolated. People were hard work. Plans were hard work. Felt too difficult. Bah. We got stuck in with Greg and Lisa, and it's like, whoa, man, four, five, six days a week hanging out. This is a lot. Praise God, it opened our hearts again to go, we got a capacity for this. We want to share life with the people we love. We want to pursue Jesus with the people that God's put around us. Let's get it. Let's get after it. Let's come together. What would he do amongst a group of people that go, we're passionate for you? Let's take it and let's sow it into his spirit and go, we are going to reap what we sow, and we are going to be a people who sow into the spirit. 
I'm going to sow my time. I'm going to sow my passion. I'm going to sow my desire. I'm going to show my capacity, my gifts. I'm going to, I'm going to sow it into the spirit. Jesus, take this life. Let it be yours. Jesus, take this life. Let it be yours. Jesus, take this story and let it serve you. Jesus, take these days and let them count for you. Jesus, take this pain and let it be yours. Jesus, take this bitterness and let it be yours. Sow into the spirit, whatever's in your hands. Let's, let's start. We will reap. Hosea, I'm going to land here. There are two verses. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. Now remember this. He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows generously, that blessings may come to others, will also reap generously and be, be blessed. You know what? Like just whatever your max is, just go one little bit beyond. Whatever feels extreme to you, like just push a little bit past that and just go, okay, what, is over, what does over the top look like for me? If I was going to sow over the top into the things of the Spirit, what would that look like for me? And in Hosea 10, 12, this is a verse where the Israelites are kind of getting this prophecy from Hosea about God uh, kind of turning them over because their hearts have turned away from him. And in the middle of that, we find this, this verse that talks about what the response from the Israelites should be to the challenges that they're facing. And he says, so with a view to righteousness, that righteousness like seed may germinate. Reap in accordance with mercy and loving kindness. Break up your uncultivated ground, for it's time to seek and search diligently for the Lord and to long for his blessing until he comes to rain righteousness and his gift of salvation on you. I feel like that's the call. It is time to seek and search diligently for our God. It's time to sow into his spirit that we would receive the harvest of the things that he has for those who would. I believe that's the case. And I think harvest doesn't come overnight. It's not grocery store shopping. We're going to grow something in the spirit that's going to take some time. It's going to take some tending. It's going to take some patience. It's going to take some consistency. But if we don't start sowing now, the harvest is just further out or won't come at all. We are those who have been given. God's job is to give us the seed. Our job is to plant it. That's it. That's, that's, this is the deal. We can't do it without him. It's not ours to manufacture. Can you make seed grow? Do you know how to like? You can't. Did you design seed to germinate? It's not the power of man that accomplishes the harvest of God. He gives us seed, miraculous seed. But he requires that we would plant it, that we would sow in our lives the things of him that he would accomplish what only he can. Only God can do it. Only you can plant it. That's the truth. That's the truth of it. He's waiting on a people who would say, we will sow in abundance and there's nothing we would want more than to see the harvest of the spirit of God. Let's be spiritually well through sowing abundantly into the things of his spirit. You park it there. All right, let's talk about it. What's it look like to sow into the spirit? What have you seen come from it? What do you want from it?